welcome to this week's episode on Hadith Corner. Um, it's so good to have you on the podcast this week again. And thank you for being very, very consistent with your growth. Thank you for being very, very consistent with the change in your life. I am extremely happy for you. I'm happy for me as well because one of the reasons why I started was because of my own condition. And I will tell you that I've experienced such tremendous changes, tremendous growth in the aspect of building up myself, getting myself together and the rest of it. And I really do hope that changing you know i really do hope that we are growing and we are not just listening to the podcast you know but then again i I, i'm very very sure you know something in me just says that you're growing you know um i'm really excited that we are actually growing you know so uh the change so we're going to continue this week's podcast on a topic that i find very person to talk about and that's letting go of your past to embrace your future so a few days ago i was thinking okay so i want i wanted to talk about balancing relationships i already prepared for the topic i I was partly ready to talk about balancing our relationships in this early recovery but it then occurred to me very strongly which of course has to do with myself that am I letting go of some things or I'm still holding back some things because some events began to play out that caused me to um, react and I thought to myself it's a time of staying at home some persons are finding a very hard time staying in the house right now not like they are claustrophobic it's just right now some persons are finding really really hard um, not because they love to work too much, not because they're interested in working too much. It's just some persons dread the atmosphere of staying in the house, probably with your partner, probably with your parent, probably with your um, relative, probably with your friend. Some persons are not enjoying the idea of staying at home. It's like your office or the places that you go are the places where you solve this whole um, drama in your head. It's like you just go there to hide. It's like, thank you, Father. I stepped out of my house again today. But I want to assure you that this is an opportunity for you to keep yourself perfect. Yeah. And I am very serious about it. This is an opportunity for you to mend that relationship you have with your partner, mend that relationship you have with your parent, mend that relationship you have with your relative or your friend at this point this is a great opportunity for you to think about the relationship that you have with that person and sort it out you know i was going to talk about balancing relationships do not do not do not scold me for diverting a little bit all right so um letting go of our past i was saying something that i thought of myself and how i have handled my past and how it's actually affecting. How did I even start masturbating in the first place? You know, a number of us, we don't even know how we got addicted to what we have right now. We don't even know. You know, it's so sad that if you were to 
join the dots and you know you know draw the lines if you were to um click the click the points together you can really tell when you started how you started and how you got to this point it's like what exactly is going on so when someone tells you to leave your addiction you're like come on you know and a lot of us we find a safe area you know like closure this is an opportunity for me to keep myself safe i mean why are you telling me to stop drinking i've lost my business and my family in um a couple of years now and i'm still trying to recover from that tragedy and this is the only thing that gives me hope why are you making me feel terrible about it why are you making me feel like this is a problem it's not a problem now it has gotten obviously that of course has gotten from a place of being a normal addict and losing absolute control of yourself you cannot control that situation now remember when i talked about the issue of losing control a few weeks ago yes i mentioned that um, I mentioned a story about a young girl that applied to me and how I started being addicted. Yes, I, I, I think some of us that have listened to that episode on losing control might actually recall on exactly the things I talked about. So I began to trace myself back in the course of the past two to three days that, okay, how on earth did I begin this masturbation? And it turned out that my childhood wasn't exactly a perfect one. I've always known my childhood is not a perfect one. I know I know somebody's like, oh yeah, didn't you know your child was a per- wasn't the perfect one? Or, come on, please. I've always known. But I never really figured the exact effect it had on me till now. Now, here I am in my house alone. I stay with my mom, yes. But presently, during COVID-19, She's not home with me. She traveled. So I'm here by myself. Okay? And I like it. I want you to take note of what I just said. I don't even like it. I love it. I have other alternatives. I have places I can go. I can go stay with you. In fact, there's um, a family friend of mine that has been calling me and saying, come over to our place and stay. It's better to stay with family you know times like this especially when you have to feed yourself especially when you have to take care of yourself you know it's cool to stay with family why don't you come around i keep neglecting it and while i was staying with them at a particular point i liked my space so much i craved for it it's like don't remove loneliness from my life Okay, let me not say loneliness because I don't like to call myself lonely. Don't remove being alone from my life. Like, I love the the idea of being alone for so long, left alone, not being bothered. Now, that is not something that started naturally. It didn't start um, like, okay, wow, this young girl shall continue to be alone all her life. No, it started since I was a child. Now, considering the background that I gave at that particular point in losing control, the episode losing control, I had a very awkward kind of childhood. Now, it dated back to my mom's mom, my mom, and then to me. 
So my mom happened to be the very she was the aggressive, um, arrogant, defensive kind of mother, trying to get the very best out of life for you. So she had to work so hard, night and day, for your school fees, for the house rent, for every single thing for your survival. And I wasn't a very pleasant child. I became just like her because I grew very, very hungry, very obnoxious, very irritated with life. I mean, it was one thing that my mom, each time she got back home, she made me feel miserable for one thing I did or I didn't do. And gradually, I started locking up into myself. So nobody was always around during the day. And at night, I get to be night hard. So why not just keep to myself? I got used to being neglected. I got used to being alone. And I grew into um, an ha- a habit that encouraged me to feel, uh, to feel um, satisfied with being alone. So, I can't really date the exact age I started masturbating, but I could say six years old. So, around that time, I was staying with a family friend, you know, because my mom was never really around. I had to always go stay with a family friend, sometimes during the day while I was still very young. So, I started watching toxic movies, erotic movies, things that, you know, I just copy what they do on TV. And then when I'm now in my house alone by myself, I begin to do all sort of all the things I have seen. So it became a habit. Like I said before, I never really knew what masturbation was called until I was in secondary school. I didn't even know there was anything like that until I watched one movie and they were mentioning masturbation like I said in one of my previous episodes and I asked my sister what is masturbation and then she told me and apparently that's the same thing I've been doing I never knew it was wrong trust me I never knew now some of us probably know that taking enough too much drugs abuse of drugs abuse of alcohol um watching pornography um, having sex too frequently, all those things can actually generate into addiction, if, especially if we started from a middle age. But we still dive into it nonetheless. As a result of our childhood, a lot of us have had too many experiences in our childhood. A lot of us were probably um, neglected. A lot of us were probably um, treated terribly, you know? So a lot of us were probably neglected. A lot of us were probably um, experiencing some sort of domestic or physical violence. You know, the place we, the places we grew up, maybe our parents usually have some sort of quarrels and issues every night and day. And some of us probably lost a very dear one. Maybe the only person that gave you solitude from all the drama in the house was this person. And then the person died. And you're like, what am I going to do? Some of us probably had issues, you know, maybe a family of us had issues with a mental, had a mental illness. So we didn't even know it was a mental illness. So probably then we started cultivating the attitude that they have. Maybe they were even nice people. So we had funny, complicated childhoods. You know, you know, as a result of that, we 
these issues revolving our lives, these issues revolving our childhood has made us too timid, too assertive, too rigid, too accommodating, too forced on you know, too too forced to do certain things. You know, you feel like there's something pushing you to do some things. Meanwhile, you you don't even know it's like something controlling you in your subconscious. You know, too focused on material success. You know, yeah. You see some people that they, by all means possible, they just have to be rich. They just need to be rich. Like it's important that they become rich. So you would understand that their childhood has introduced some understanding into their lives. Their childhood has given them some experiences. Probably they were from a very poor home. Probably um, they were bullied by someone. And they decided that, you know what, I'm not going to allow this to happen to my children, my children. Yeah, that decision. Some of us, you know, we become obsessively eager to have sex as a result of our childhood. Some people were just withdrawn away from the sex cycle. We just didn't want to get used to it. You know, some of us were dreamily naive, you know, solely down to earth. You know, some of us were, were, were just anything goes allowing people to just come to you throw their baggage on you you never really made a fuss about anything so quiet so beautiful so actually timidity is the word i once said something it is important that timidity should not be mistaken for respect a person might be afraid of you but might not respect you that is very important that's just an aside so these are things that have affected many of us you know some of us we we just emerge into a sort of childhood that we 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 can't explain anymore and then we grow we become adults and then we are angry at those days we have made certain decisions at at that time we have made some of us have made serious emotional decisions some of us made such decisions some of us i remember that after i experienced all of that heartbreak with my mom um and then seeing so many men come to her and then be a boyfriend one one two three weeks or sometimes months they never stayed long you know just made me hate men i hated them so much I never wanted to be trampled by by any man. I watched them and I was like disgusted. There was this particular one that I hate so much. I you see that I didn't use a past tense. Gosh. The man would come, he would eat, he would do everything when it's done. He would pick up himself and leave like some gross pig. Ugh. Irritated my guts. And to think that my mom was working all that hard. Oh, God. Thank God that she's now wired open with a whole lot of things. Thank God she sees a whole lot of things. Thank God she sees a whole lot more. You know? It's sad. It's really sad. And then when I think about it, you know, the man, the man really upset me. And then one day my mom wasn't around. He came around. Wrong timing. Wrong, wrong timing. I was... I was still in like GSS2. Yeah, I was secondary school, still like 14 or thereabout, 14 or 13. I I just 
like okay no i don't need 13 i think like 12 or there about yeah so i was seated and then um the man came i was so disgusted by his existence very plumpy you know fluffy oh god i don't even know the word to use something fee or fluff and then he sat and he said where's your mom he said she's not around like when's she gonna come back i said i don't know call her this is someone we ordered her meal i was very angry at his existence especially when he made promises he couldn't keep why make them why why are you deceiving us go we don't need you I was really angry at their existence. The only one I ever liked were the ones that watched basketball with me. It made me watch basketball so much that every Sunday, whenever I came to our house, we watched basketball together. And then <laughs> we watched so much and it would explain the game to me and we would laugh about it. And then when he's about to leave, I just felt so sorry for him. Like, why are you leaving? It was a sad childhood, trust me. So... Of course, that was why one of the reasons why I loved basketball because of that man. And it didn't go well with my mom, so no problem. It's not my relationship. So those things were the things that made me decide that I don't want to get married. You know what? Even if I'm going to get married, my husband is not going to trample on me like that. No way. It's not going to happen. Until, of course, I encountered the book of Ephesians where it talked about be submissive. Oh, wives, be submissive. <laughs> and then second corinthians 13 says that oh we should is it first or second i think it's first it says we should love you know love with all of your heart if, if you if you speak in tongues if you prophesy you're just making a noise you are supposed above all things above all else it's loving and of course and then when i now think about how no sin no shame no no um plan no debt can separate me from the love of god and i think about it come on come on why not just why not just embrace this god kind of love and that's why i'm like this that's why it's easy for me to fall in love with a guy and if he's treating me somehow i'm just gonna take it if he's treating me somehow and i know that he's going through some psychological issues i'm just gonna take it but if He's not going to some psychological issue and I don't have anything, any purpose to fulfill in his life and he's just being a child. I've done that before. I just send you a message and break up with you. <laughs> okay, okay. So I just wanted to talk about this aspect of my life and how my childhood affected some of my emotional decisions. You know? So those are issues all these emotional imbalances are as a result of what has happened in our past the things that we've held on to so we want to find a comfort zone by being addicted to something it never we never planned out to be addicted we just we just we just ended up the way we are you know we never really planned out to be addicted we never planned it we never decided that oh this substance that i'm taking i'm going to take you to be um confident and when i take you i intend to be addicted no you keep taking it you take it you take it you find comfort you find closure you find happiness before you know it you end up something else you end up a big problem you end up a junkie it's it's not okay that your past feeds on your future it's not okay. Your past should not be determining what your future would look like. You let it go. You breed a friend. You know, every, you know, I've told myself, 
every single day starts with fresh hair. Although I still find it very hard not to let go of some of my past. Gosh. I still find it hard, especially when it comes to the guy's part. I mean, oof. It takes a lot of prayers. I remember 2018 March, about this time as well. A friend of mine, very loving boy, he, he, he confessed to me that he liked me. And apparently I liked him too. But he had a girlfriend. So, uh, but they were having issues. So he wanted to break up with his girlfriend. And blah, 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 blah. So, suddenly he discovered and he asked me a question. Would you... You know, he asked me a question regarding to regarding marriage, and I told him I wasn't gonna get married. And he was like, What? That's 2018. I told him I don't intend to get married. I was like, What? I said, Yeah, I admit, duh. Why would I wanna get married? I'm like, I mean, what do I want to use marriage for? <laughs> Guess what? At that time, I was running a project called Personal CDS which is personal community development service during my youth service in Nigeria here. I was running that program and um, I, I started the program because I wanted to help children that have been bullied, that had low self-esteem when I was a child, you know. So I'm going to talk about this, this particular part, you know, again. I'm going to mention it again. It was called Independent Children Overcoming Negativity. So I focused on children with single mothers, children with um, no parents at all. Those were the people I focused on, people living with their relatives and the rest of it. So I always educated those children and mentored them and all of that. So at that time, he was my friend. So he, talked to my, he told me that, come on, how do you, what kind of example do you want to set for the girls you are currently mentoring if you don't intend to get married? Don't you know that if you don't get married, the same thing that happened to the previous generation will continue to happen to every other generation that comes after you? I mean, what example do you want to set for your daughter? I said, oh, wait, artificial insemination. I will, I will, I will you know, get pregnant like that and have my own child. He said, no, 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 that is not okay. What if the child asks you, where's my dad? What are you going to say? Then you repeat a new generation. Then the child will not have the love and the care that you will never had so you you will obviously repeat a new generation that is exactly what you're doing i hope you know that right so he said that to me and i was like oh wow that is true i never thought about it like that and i started crying and i started praying i said god this stronghold must let go of me now let's get back to you that's exactly what is happening to you right now if you're letting your past to feed on your future you're going to allow your future 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 to be affected it's that simple your future future now how will masturbation affect me if i don't stop being addicted today how will pornography help my spouse affect affect my my marriage if my spouse doesn't stop watching pornography before we get married let me tell you how usually people that masturbate prefer to be satisfied with themselves after time sometimes sexual intercourse is just by the way it's just another human substance that is what it becomes eventually if you're super addicted to masturbation so you see the person just like a dildo a complete specimen 
which the only thing you're concerned about is the is the figure at the middle of the person and once that figure is done you're done with that person you only feel self-satisfied with your vibrator or you that's how you feel self-satisfied so my husband is trying to sleep with me and i am not getting his vibe at all like i just want to do it on my own it's definitely going to affect the sexual part of my marriage and if my husband begins to cheat on me perhaps god forbid i'm not going to blame him if it, if it's okay if he doesn't cheat on me physically if he begins to cheat on me emotionally maybe begins to talk to a friend a listening here and a guy a girl whatever he begins to talk to them and there's going to be a problem and trust me emotional cheating is worse than physical cheating physical cheating can be gone over but emotional cheating how are you going to draw your husband back like how are you going to pull him back to be able to tell you things if you are not proving to him that you are a shoulder to lean on that's a lot and then in during sexual intercourse it's a big deal sexual intercourse is like mixing blood together it's like a whole lot of drama going on at the same time it's like two souls coming together and they don't just get closer they don't just get closer on the bed they get if they're married they get closer in their hearts they get closer in their soul something happens so if i am not trying to be closer to my husband on the bed something is going to go wrong in my family which means my children will go through the same problem if their father she start withdrawing emotionally it cannot respond to the children the way they should and i'm definitely going to be allowing my past to affect my future so you're an addict now you are but you can stop being an addict you can let go of this particular present you're living let it be in the past and you can let go of that particular past that you've been living and let it go and because if you don't retrace that particular past and how you started and got to this point you don't know what you're going to do what you're going to get so let's just quickly run down to two certain things okay okay not two how you can help yourself out so basically create a chronology of events so you want to help yourself know how you started this whole addiction right so what did i do i started from today I started from the previous times. I started from the fights I had with my mom. I started from all the arguments I had with my mom. I started from all the tears that I that I cried. You know, those were the most painful when I trust me, it brought some very nasty memories that made me feel terrible. And it will make you feel terrible too. But I'm just trying to tell you I've been in your shoes, been there, done that. So, it's you know what is going to happen to you to us eventually. Do you know the exciting part? We'll be free. We'll be free from our past. We'll be free from being haunted by our past. So you're going to date it back to how it happened. How did it happen? What happened? What happened? Do you finally get to the person that died? Do you finally get to the, your father that was beating your mom? Do you finally get to your father that raped you? Do you finally get to um, your uncle that molested your sister? Oh my God! Do you finally get to um, the times when you were raped by one guy? Do you finally get to your drug addict father? Do you finally get to your alcoholic mother? Do you finally get to those places and the effect it had on you? Those are the things you need to do to get off your past. 
Don't be too afraid of your past to go back to it. That's what it's called. You go back to your past, open the books, look at the lessons, and don't make the same mistake again. That is what it is. So you connect the dots. Okay, how did this happen? You start from today. Why am I the way I am? Because after time, if you don't let go of your negative past, you never become what you ought to be in your future. You always see yourself from that past. Look at Joyce Meyer. She had to let go of her past to be Joyce Meyer today. You have to let go. You wonder who Joyce Meyer is. So it's J next to Joyce and his Meyer. It's M-E-Y-E-R. Just go online, type it, and listen to one of her beautiful stories. You're going to love it. One of my favorites is Beautiful Ashes. It's so, so amazing. Like, I cried during that video. So, you're going to have to connect those dots back and go back to the to where it started from. Cry. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to feel so much pain and anger. Scream if you have to. But in the course of doing that, you have to let go. If you, if you know you cannot do this alone and you need a counselor, be with your therapist while you're doing this. If you know you cannot do this alone and you, you need to be with um, more like on a set of a, a community, no problem. You can get you can just join one of your group therapies and just talk about it. Or you need you, you know you can't do this alone. You you tell you get your partner talk about it. But you have to let go of your past. I'm telling you to let go. I need to let go of my past too. Because it's really affecting my present relationship. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Like I don't take any nonsense. And then when I'm taking the nonsense, I'm hungry at myself for taking the nonsense. And I'm like, what exactly is the nonsense? <laughs> Pride, is it? So give yourself time to grieve. Cry as much as you can. Feel bad as much as you can, but don't go into depression. So get yourself back up. Take those bottles out of your house. Trash them into the waste bin. Hmm? It's going to be hard, but do it. Do all those drugs. Take yourself down. Go to a rehabilitation center and get yourself out. Get the word of God and start sucking it in. This time is perfect for you to get safe. This is the time for you to get safe. So Use this COVID-19 time to get all this past dropping. So by the time you're going back to work, woo! Everybody sees a brand new confident woman, a brand new confident man with a fantastic leadership skill. You're jumping up, you're speaking, you're talking, you're telling them what you think about a project. You're very aware of your environment. You're not timid, you're not scared, and you're not the excessively intellectual, arrogant type. You're very relaxed. You listen to other people's opinion you're not just the overly it's all about me now you're different don't you think it would be great for you to go back to work awesome and people are like wow you change you look good awesome like all the eye bags from all the drugs you've been taking is out you're a new person a brand new man that's where we're going so I want to do this. Let's do this challenge, you and I. Let's let go of this past. And then after COVID-19, we're going to give ourselves an applaud and say, we did a great job. Because after this, every 
every issue we have, you know, we can't face the crowd. We are not confident enough. We are overconfident. We are just too proud. All those things, we will let them go. And we'll be exciting people again. All right, thank you so much for joining joining me on today's episode on Addict Corner. I'm so glad to have spoken so much about my my experiences and my issues as well. I'm really happy for you that you're getting better. If you listen to this episode right now, you're the best. I assure you, you're the best. You're the best. And everything works together for your good. Okay? Next week, we're going to be talking about something exciting. Hopefully, the Holy Spirit doesn't disrupt my attention. But this was a fantastic topic. It didn't disrupt my attention. This was a good thing. Like, I really needed... Because I don't see any reason why I'll be balancing relationships if my past has not been taken care of. Woo! I love this. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye.